Hello. Welcome back to Haunted Moonlight with me, Michelle. No real news again. I'm still recording on my PTO week, so nothing really happening. Um, well, I guess the only thing I could really talk about is the new Haunted Mansion movie on Disney+. Plus. Morgan and I just watched it, and it was actually pretty creepy and would probably be kind of scary for kids. Um which I was kind of, I was surprised about because, you know, Disney and children, although I guess some of their stuff is scary in different ways, but it was actually really good. It was kind of long. I think it was two hours, which for, to me is long for a kid's movie. Um, there was a really great cast too. Um, you throw Danny DeVito in a movie, it's going to be a gem. I mean, honestly, um, I definitely recommend checking that movie out if you have Disney Plus or if you have someone that's willing to loan you their logins. Yeah. Oh, wait, I am just kidding. I have updates. The podcast is now also available on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music slash Audible, and Google Podcasts. Uh, although the Google Podcast website says that they are getting rid of podcasts, um, mid 2024. So that kind of sucks, but at least, you know, helping get to ear holes for now. Um, so yeah, three more platforms added to, uh, where Haunted Moonlight can be streamed. That's really exciting, at least to me. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's still pending, um, on Google and Amazon. They have like a 24 to 48 hour pending time period thing. But by the time you actually are listening to this episode, uh, it should be up on all of those. So if you don't like using Spotify, if you don't like using Apple, you will now also be able to listen on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. That's really exciting to me. Anyway, today we are going to go back to our Most Haunted Places episodes, where we will pick up with Colorado. Uh, I found some articles with spooky places, and then my friend Crystal sent me a haunted road in Colorado that she would like me to cover. So that's what we're going to do. Let's dive in. Our first stop in Colorado is the Colorado Grand Casino. I don't know if it's grand. It's G-R-A-N-D-E. I'm going to say grand. It might be grande. I don't know. I think it's grand. That's what I'm rolling with. Anyway, so we're at the Colorado Grand Casino and Hotel in Cripple Creek. In the late 19th century, people were encouraged to move to Cripple Creek for the gold rush, making the population go from 500 people to 10,000 people in just three years. That is a very big growth in a very short amount of time. Um, yeah. There was a lot of tension between the union workers and the mine owners, which caused hardships and excessive violence in the area. The Colorado Grand was built in 1896 and is a three-story building, which now is filled with the spirits of former gamblers and guests. Maggie is the most well-known apparition there, and she smells like roses and is rumored to be seen playing slots with an unknown male. Get it, girl. Next, we go to the streets of Georgetown in Georgetown, Colorado. Georgetown is a National Historic Landmark District with 
240 protected buildings. So the town itself could practically be a museum. Anne-Marie Cannon was the creator of the Silver Queen walking tours. And in the fall of 2017, she added in ghost tours. Cannon tells her tour groups that the ghosts and spirits are attracted to the familiar. So since Georgetown's architectural landscape and surrounding mountains haven't changed much since the town was founded, a lot of people have crossed over but still linger in the town because it's familiar to them. And yet, nobody's telling me how it's haunted. Fine. Off to Aspen we go to visit Hotel Jerome. Hotel Jerome is a luxury stay in the ski resort town of Aspen. It is known for its unique blend of contemporary luxury and historic heritage. The hotel was built by Jerome B. Wheeler in 1889, which was nine years after the town of Aspen was established right at the height of, the sil- of silver mining. In 1880, the largest silver nugget in, his- in history was excavated from the local smuggler mine. The hotel was constantly busy with visitors until Aspen's quote-unquote quiet years, which happened when the silver mines began to close. People then moved into the hotel for $10 a month. I love that for them. I know for them that was probably a lot of money, but could you imagine right now living somewhere for $10 a month? You can't even get a large coffee for that, you know? Oh, did I mention the $10 a month also included their meals? Winning. Then the space was renovated and became the center of the town's social life. The hauntings of the Hotel Jerome are rumored to include a ghost of a boy who drowned in the swimming pool on the property and that of a maid who became ill and died after falling into an ice-cold pond. It really makes me sad that they both died in the water. Tragically. Well... I mean, yeah, the maid got sick after falling in the water, but, you know, water caused both their deaths. I hate that. Now, we have a ghost town. The ghost town of St. Elmo in... I did not look up how to pronounce this. Give me one second. Let me see if I can find it on the internet. Chaffee? Pronunciation, pronunciation. Oh, my internet decided to not work. Okay, that's fine. Well, we'll just roll with it then. Um, oh, wait, I think, it's, I think my internet's coming back up. Anyway, it's spelled C-H-A-F-F-E-E. No, my internet's not coming back up. So, Chaffee, Chaffee. Nope. It's not. It's not. Let's see. Found a website. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. Oh, nope. Chafee. Chafee. Okay. Chafee County. All right. That's what they said. Again, this place was founded in 1880, like most of these other places, because of all the gold and silver mining in the hotspot of St. Elmo. The population was nearly 2,000 people. The area's largest mine, the Mary Murphy Mine, recovered $60 million worth of gold. I repeat, 
$60 million. In the early 1920s, the mining industry began to dwindle, and the railroad discontinued service to St. Elmo, which resulted in a mass exodus, except for two quote-unquote eccentric residents. These residents were a brother and sister duo named Tony and Annabelle. They toughed out the abandoned location and harsh winters through the 50s. The 50s? Okay, wait, we're, yeah, 1920 to the 50s. Okay, that makes sense. And were eventually sent to a mental institution. That is not the way I worded it. That is the way they worded it. Which left St. Elmo's population at zero since then. So, again, this article gave me nothing about it being a haunted ghost town or anything. It's just factually a ghost town in that everyone has ghosted the town. Fine. We head to Denver now to look at the Molly Brown House Museum. Molly Brown was a famous survivor of the 1912 Titanic disaster, and she is the one who lived in this 1889 Victorian home. This home was many different things over its 100 years, a private residence, an apartment complex for young men, and a, wayward, and a home for wayward girls. I've always hated that expression, though. Like, I don't know why that bothers me. Wayward girls. Whatever. So with all these different people living in the home, the house has eerie ghost lore, which include hauntings from Molly herself. The home is frequently visited by paranormal investigators and is not a museum that offers historical to- and is now, not not now, a museum that offers historical tours of the house and neighborhood. The article didn't give, again, any examples of how it's haunted, and I did try to look it up because I think this place looks really cool and it would be cool to go to, and I'm sure it really is haunted, but um, when I tried looking it up, just the haunted tour that they do there came up, which has actors portraying haunted people or, go, you know, spirits. So, um, yeah, nothing good there, but I will post a picture of the house on Instagram because I like it. We have another hotel, and this time it is Hotel Colorado in Glenwood Springs. This hotel was converted into a hospital during World War II, and hosted as many as 500 injured military personnel. The chilling part? The basement that contained giant ovens to be used as crematoriums for the dead. And I literally, when I was researching this, got chills as I I read that, because giant ovens, bodies, oof. But the hotel's ghost reputation is also attributed to the spirits of the area's ute. I did look that up earlier. That is how they pronounced it on the internet. Ute Indian inhabitants who frequented the hot springs before their untimely exile. Off to the Colorado Prison Museum in Canyon City. This is the Royal Gorge region, and the museum itself shares a wall and armed towers with an actual prison that has been in operation since 1871. So over 140 years of history within it excuse me the cell house has two floors 30 inmate cells are on the upper level the original kitchen kitchen not kitchen kitchen isolation cells and the archival storage are on the lower level i think i malfunctioned in the middle of that you can tour the creepy exhibits which have stories from famous inmates 
Um, two of these inmates are a man who was convicted of cannibalism yum, and a 12-year-old boy who was convicted of murder. I have concerns. Okay. Back to Denver to Cheeseman Park. And I did look that up yesterday as well. And that is what the internet said. Cheeseman Park is a recreational area right in the heart of Denver. Originally, the grounds were the site of Mount Prospect Cemetery, which was founded in 1858 and existed until the park was built on top of the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on top of the graveyard. So if you watch the movie Poltergeist, similar to how that entire community of homes was built over a burial ground. We don't do that. Learn lessons. Hopefully we're learning lessons now, but I highly doubt it. Anyway, in 2010, workers were digging trenches for an irrigation system and discovered four skeletons from the abandoned cemetery. Supposedly, metal casket hinges were also found, but the wood caskets themselves had completely decomposed. Okay, have you ever seen the movie or read the book The Shining by Stephen King? Well... We're visiting the Stanley Hotel, which inspired Stephen King's The Shining. According to longtime staff there, at least four spirits that regularly roam the hotel's corridors, or there are at least four spirits. Uh, The most notable ones are Lucy, Paul, Eddie, and Elizabeth. I don't know what they're notable for, but those four are notable. The concert hall is a hotspot for paranormal activity. With lights flickering, laughter, footsteps, and chilly drafts. Uh, I do plan on eventually doing an entire episode on the Stanley and maybe also talking about The Shining in that episode. Um, You know, if I can find enough spooky info on the Stanley. Um, But don't get excited. That's not coming anytime soon. That probably won't be until 2024, which is soon, but it's not going to be early in 2024. Anyway. Okay, that was the stuff from the article. So now we are going to talk about the haunted road that my friend Crystal wanted me to cover. It is Riverdale Road in Thornton. This road is considered to be one of the most haunted roads in the entire world. That's a lot. Okay, this is an 11 mile stretch of road that connects two towns, which is typically how roads work. And like most of the... uh, And like most of the America, it was built on, or most of the America, most of America, it was built on land that belonged to the indigenous, which leads people to believe there are evil spirits present because we fucked around and found out. Um, There is another theory that witches were killed along this stretch of road. And uh, Riverdale Road has the nickname the Gates of Hell because of some story surrounding it. So let's talk about that. Um, gate to hell well the gates are really just made of rusted rusted iron rusted iron Michelle get your I always struggle in the morning my brain just can't do it anyway the man who built these gates lost his mind uh, when they finished build like building the gates he just lost his mind and burned his entire mansion to the ground with his family sleep inside um i don't love that the man was never caught i really don't love that 
and um, so never put on trial. There are witnesses that say a lady in white walks the road by the gates, and this lady is assumed to be the man's wife. They think she is either searching for her murdered children or possibly even her husband so she can get some revenge on him. Um, yeah. All she has ever done to visitors, though, is appear in their rearview mirrors as they pass by, maybe looking for help, but help never comes. And that makes me really sad. This poor lady, you know, she wants to kill her husband, which is fair, but um, she also just wants her kids. I'm hoping that her kids were so young and innocent that they just went on, went to the light, you know? I'm just, I'm hopeful for that. I am sad for her, though, because she'll never get to cross over. It's sad. If you're someone that enjoys going for a run out in the fresh air, then you know it can be very dangerous because people and cars. One day, a jogger had decided to go for a jog along Riverdale Road, and they unfortunately got hit and passed away. Now this jogger, why did I say it like that, haunts the road, People that travel the road on foot have heard a loud heartbeat and footsteps. I can't imagine traveling the 11-mile road on foot. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. If you drive instead of walking, you might feel something hit your car when there is nothing there. Could just be the jogger angry at you for driving down the road. Maybe they're telling you to slow the fuck down, pay attention. Um, Yeah, I would feel like they want you to slow down. There are rumors of demonic activity happening in the area because there are old chicken coops and empty buildings on this stretch of road. So that alone doesn't make me think of demonic activity. I mean, maybe this next part. These structures are often found with fresh graffiti, still not demonic, and sometimes headless animals. That That is demonic. If you're by these buildings or coops, you may even hear footsteps growing closer and louder. Uh, trigger warning for this next one due to murder of slaves. Okay. As we know, America has a long and dark history of abusing slaves. While it was legal to own them, I really honestly can't believe we ever let that be a fucking thing. It grosses me out, but I digress. Colorado had its own history with slavery. Uh, that isn't as well known though as all that slavery in the South. Mm. Slaves lived along Riverdale Road, and on some nights, mostly when there was a full moon, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, you can see their bodies hanging from the cottonwood trees. I have never hated anything more than hearing that. Okay. Sorry. I hate it. I hate people. Anyway. Whatever. Just breathe through it, Michelle. There is a spirit of a young boy that dwells along Riverdale Road. When he was on his way to school one day, he was hit by a car. Now he paces the street at night, smearing his bloody handprints on every street sign when he walks by. But in the morning, the prints are always gone. So I guess you would need to drive down the road at night to see the handprints and then drive down again in the morning to see them gone. I don't think anybody's going down that road to clean signs and stuff in the middle of the night. Who's to say? One of the issues with Riverdale Road is that it has endless blind corners. So if you drive in a rush, those blind corners can result in death. Probably how that jogger died. 
There was a driver in the 1970s who was speeding down the road and they had a fatal crash. Now, if you're driving on the road, whether it be night or day, there is a phantom Camaro with only one working headlight that might pull up right behind you. They are challenging you to a race, a race to your death. Do not give in to this ghost. Growing up, we're always told to not pick up hitchhikers on the side of the road. I mean, obviously back in the like 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, they did it. Y'all nuts. No, thank you. You know, so don't pick up hitchhikers because you don't know if they're a murderer or not. Valid. Well, there are some people who are kind and clearly don't care about the possibility of being murdered since they will pull over for the young woman in white who walks on Riverdale Road at night. As soon as they, le- as soon as they go to let the woman in, she disappears. This leaves people wondering what the ghost really wanted since she doesn't get in. So, like, I don't know. Maybe she's just seeing if people are kind. I, I don't really know her intentions. Maybe she's hopeful she can leave the road, but she actually can't. I don't know. I'm not kind, though, so I'm not stopping for a stranger, even if you are a ghost. I'm sorry. Not sorry. The road itself isn't the only thing that's haunted. It's the whole area of land that it cuts through. For hundreds of years, there have been stories about Native American shapeshifters that roam the land and now appear on the road. They take different shapes and communicate with people in their own way. So if you're on this road, look out for unusual activity because it could be a shapeshifter playing a trick on you. I eventually am going to do an episode on these shapeshifters as well. They are typically known as, um, I hate this word so much, skinwalkers. But after hearing a terrifying experience from a listener tale on an episode of Morbid, and I I don't know what episode it was, obviously listener tale one, but anyway, um, from now on, we don't call them skinwalkers. We will be calling them flesh pedestrians like they do um, on that show because uh, it's less scary. Thank you for understanding. Um, that's it for the haunted road. This road actually sounds very terrifying. And if I ever visit Colorado, um, I do not want to drive down this road day or night. But if, if I'm going to one place and that's the only way to get there, I guess I don't have a fucking choice. Um, and I also feel like somebody would force me to go down it because it's so funny. Um, it's not. Anyway, I am fascinated with haunted roads. So eventually I do want to cover more of those. So if you know of any haunted roads in your town or your state or your country or what county, I don't know, whatever your situation is called, let me know. Send it in. If you know anything about it, like if you if you have experiences on it or somebody you knew did, know did, um, or if you have any good research from it yourself that you found, send that my way. I do love a haunted road. There is one. I don't think it's haunted though, but there is one in New Jersey that I want to cover that we grew up, um, grew up by and that we did drive down once. And I don't know if it's haunted or not, but shit was scary anyway. Yeah. Okay. So that is going to be it for this episode. Uh, Like I say in every episode, please send me your spooky experiences or suggestions of things to cover, and you can submit those right to the email 
hauntedmoonlightpodcast at gmail.com. If you have photos from your experience and you don't mind those being shared on Instagram, please send those with your, with your story. It just, it's nice for people to be able to visualize what I'm talking about. Uh, as always, I appreciate everyone's support. So thanks again to those who have purchased stickers. Um, if you are poor like me and you want to support me without spending money, simply just share these episodes to your social media. Like share it to your Instagram story or your Snapchat story or your TikTok or Facebook or whatever you use. That's a free way to help support me. Um, you just listening to these episodes is a free way to support me. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, sharing it and encouraging others to listen is literally the most helpful way you can support me. Um, like I said, beside the fact that you are yourself listening. Um, yeah, I mean, my Instagrams, all three of them, um, personal bookstagram, Haunted Moonlight, um, you know, they all only have so many followers. And I know that you all know people in parts of the world that I don't. So you sharing it just gets it to more eyes and ears. Um, so again, thank you. Like always, thanks for listening. And until next time, keep it spooky.